You're listening to the Live Well Radio Podcast Show. A wealth of information for a life of inspiration. And here's your host, Brett Coleman. Hey, everyone. Today's Travel Tips Tuesday, and our guest is Jenny Evans. She's the owner of one of the most beautiful resorts located on Flathead Lake, just outside of Big Fork, Montana. There's this little area called Woods Bay. Flathead Lake Resort offers you impeccable customer service, a private beach on Flathead Lake, a short drive to Glacier National Park. This truly is a small slice of heaven nestled on one of the most beautiful lakes in our country. Hey, Jenny, how you doing? I'm great, Brett. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm glad you could be here with us. And I'm going to give these guys a little hint. Tell them how you landed that cool gig you have. Aside from having the coolest resorts in the country, tell them about the, your primary gig. My, <laughs> my primary gig of selling airplanes? Yeah, yeah. come on. It's more than that. It's one of the, <laughs> it's one of the coolest jobs. When Lena and I were up well, there at that resort, and you told us that what you'd do with those multi-gazillion-dollar jets, how you fly around the country and, and sell them. We were like, oh, my gosh, I think that's the coolest job ever. So give them a little taste of what that's about. So sure. Gosh, you're embarrassing me already. Um, you know, I started as a pilot a long time ago. I've always loved aviation and I've always loved to travel and became a pilot. And I flew uh, jets for a manufacturer kind of all over the world, showing them to people and did that for about five years and then transitioned into sales. And so now I get to fly and sell airplanes and, you know, see some really amazing places and, and meet some really cool people along the way. So did it, Happened when you were a kid. Was that the story your dad took you? Your dad was in aviation a little bit, right? Is that what it was? He was, yeah. Both my grandparents, or both my grandfathers and my dad are pilots, and we owned small airplanes growing up in Alaska, and we kind of flew everywhere. So you started, it was kind of like in your blood. You started as a kid. Were you like three or, three, three or four years old <laughs> flying the first little jet? Yeah. Yeah, there was no avoiding it, essentially. <laughs> That's so cool. So let me ask you one thing. Where is the coolest place you've been to in, those, in one of those private jets, what would you say? Other than where I live? Yes, other, of course. Other, other, other than where, than where I live. Around the okay. world. Because yeah. I live here for that reason. Um, you know, I would say Iceland was probably one of my favorites um, in a jet, or Greenland was a really interesting stop as well. How long did it take you to get to Greenland? Oh, man. It was a long trip. I was in a small, small airplane. So it was um, New York to Canada and then Canada to Greenland. So I don't even remember, maybe eight hours or something like that. A long time, huh? It was, but it was beautiful and it was clear and, you know, Greenland is a pretty amazing place. I've never been, but I've heard great things about it. Have you ever sold one of those little billion dollar jets to anybody famous we would know? And we won't say anything. Shh, promise you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, most of the people I sell airplanes to are well known. So I probably can't disclose their names, but really? you probably know somebody with a private jet. That's awesome. And have you ever gone to sell one of these jets and the buyer says, you know what? I'm not quite ready to pull the trigger. Maybe another couple months. And instead of taking that jet back to the airport, you took it to your own little private island somewhere. Again, I won't say anything to anybody. Believe me. We've <laughs> <laughs> never done that, actually. Okay. That's awesome. So... <laughs> As if having one of the coolest jobs 
uh, wasn't enough. You actually have another amazing gig, and that's what I really want to talk about. That resort there on that lake has to be one of the coolest spots we've ever been to. And you know we've been a lot of places with our cooking show. We travel the country, and when we found your place, we really didn't want to leave. So a little history and how well, you... Well, we loved having you guys here. It was, it was amazing having you and Lena and Cash here, and we're just glad you understood how exciting it is. It was fun. So a little history and how you got involved in the lodging business. So you fly in jets, but then you have these, this lodging business. Talk about that for a second. Sure. Well, the, the first kind of business I owned was actually an RV park in Northern California, and I had um, a friend approach me to do that purely as an investment. So I said, yes, I invested in that park and then quickly decided I, I kind of wanted to be a part of it. It was so exciting. You know, you can run a business and meet people and make things better. And so I got pretty involved in that RV park and I owned it with two other partners. And we decided to sell about the same time I moved to Montana. And I knew I still wanted to be in the lodging resort business. So um, lucky for me, Flathead Lake Resort is about a mile from my house, so I would drive by it every day. And um, you think about two weeks after we decided to sell the place in Northern California, I noticed a for sale sign on, on my current resort and just kind of went from there. So you started in Alaska, and then you wound up in California and Montana. So what brought you, what took you out of Alaska? Well, I was born and raised in Alaska, and I loved it, but like a typical teenager, I you know, wanted something completely different. So when I graduated high school, I wanted to get as far away as possible, but still be in the U.S., and so I ended up going to school in Boston, and I, from there, went a million other places and just kind of never wound up back in Alaska and wound up in Montana instead, and I, I don't plan on ever leaving. Gotcha, and I can see why. So the resort you were part of in California, was it cabins? Or you said it's just RV, right? It was just an RV resort, correct. Okay, so the one you have now is cabins, motel, RV, and tent camping, correct? Correct. So let me ask you something else. Your favorite part of being a resort owner is what? Oh, absolutely the people you meet. For sure, no doubt. No doubt, absolutely. That's, that's You know, the original business was an investment, and it didn't take me long to realize that I wanted to be a part of a business like this because of the people you meet. I mean, you meet people like you and, you know, amazing people from all over the world that have great stories and great personalities. And you kind of just grow this huge network of incredible people that you meet from the resort. You know, I appreciate that, by the way. We feel the same about you guys. We've been to a gazillion RV resorts around the country, as you can imagine, and I don't think we've ever had a cool friendship kickoff like the ones we have, the one we have with you. And I love your slogan. It says, our souls are fed by our magical home every day. Come enjoy your visit with us. That's on your website. Yep. Love it. Yep. Thank you. It's, um, you know, most anything that you read on our website is, is pretty true to us. You know, we're kind of fed by meeting people and living life and enjoying the great outdoors. And the resort is a perfect launching platform for that. And how long have you had that place now? We are going on, well, officially two years coming up on July 8th. July 8th? Yep. July 8th will be our two-year anniversary. And it is really a family business. I mean, when you're not there, you have your cousin Grant running the place. Absolutely. Yep. Grant is my um, co-owner and business partner and my husband, Chris, and 
you know, Max, my stepson is three, so he helps out where he can. And we have, uh, you know, our aunt Sue works for us for a while, helping with renovations. <laughs> so so. Cool. <laughs> I feel so it's bad for aunt Sue because we, we it is family run, but aunt, every time we saw aunt Sue, she had a paintbrush in her hand. <laughs> Did you guys ever give her a break? <laughs> <laughs> She finally graduated from painting. Yes. <laughs> she was an integral part to the success of the resort for sure. Awesome. Is there any plans for you to buy another one? You know, Grant and I have spoken about it. Um, I think the key for us is, you know, we, we want to make sure that we are doing as best as we can with the current one before we start looking at others. And I think we're doing pretty darn good with Flathead Lake Resort, but there's still a few things we want, we want to do better and we know we can do better. So we're going to focus on that for a while and then see what else locally might open up. Right. And the, and the reason you enjoy the area of the country so much, uh, like you say on your website, you have Nordic skiing available to you, water skiing, yep. backcountry mm-hmm. ski, mountain biking, swimming, hiking, camping, traveling, kayak on whitewater and lakes, running, boating, cycling, exploring, and loving all the food. Uh, you know, what, what is it, what is it, where can you go and do kayaking in white water? Did we miss that? That is on, um, on the Swan River, which runs right through downtown Big Fork. And it is one of the best stretches of whitewater in the world. We just had um, a whitewater kayaking festival here. We've had it for 40 years and people from all over the world come to compete. It's three miles from the resort. How long of an event is that, Jenny? The whitewater festival is over Memorial Day weekend. So the races are for two days, and it's it's kind of a kickoff event for the summer here in the Flathead Valley. Have you ever done it? I, no, no, because you have to be a Class Five whitewater kayaker. But Chris, my husband, is a whitewater kayaker, and he competes in it every year. So how do you do this year? Um, well, you know, the professionals from Argentina and Chile won, but um, Chris and, and the local kayakers did a great job. Are you serious? They come all the way from Chile. Chile, Argentina, yeah, they come from all over the world. It's it's a really well known oh whitewater gosh. stretch. That's yeah, that's huge. It is. It's a big deal. And again, just a couple miles from the resort. It's great. And do you book up at your resort? Of course. Yeah. Yep. yep. That is. That's kind of the first really really busy weekend of of you know quote the season. How many cabins do you guys have on your property, Jenny? Um, cabins or let's see, cabins. We have one. I have to count in my head because I always lose track. Isn't that awful? (laughs) One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We have eleven cabins. Okay. And three hotel rooms. And RV spots. Four, five. Yep, we have six. Six. We have six RV sites. Yep, and then a handful of tent sites. So is that? And you know, Brad, I don't know if you and Lena ever looked in the cabins when you were staying with us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Sue made sure she showed us her progress when she was painting them okay, up. Okay, good. <laughs> good, good, good. So, you know, they're, they're kind of a mix. We have small, like, studio cabins all the way to, like, two-bedroom, two-bath kind of more houses. So, kind of a nice mix of spaces. Yeah, last time we were there, you had a long-term rental. Like, somebody, I think, was wanted to stay there for, I don't know, three or four months. Are you still doing that? You know, we're not. We're actually too busy with, with the nightly business to do uh, long-term rentals. And you are open year-round, yeah? We are, correct, yep. Like I said, there's, you know, summer's amazing here, but winter's equally as impressive. So lots of stuff to do in the winter as well. And speaking of summer, you, you guys are hop, skipping a jump from Glacier, aren't you? Yes, we're about an hour from the entrance in West Glacier. 
And you could literally spend uh, two or three days inside Glacier National Park, couldn't you? Oh, easily. You could spend weeks inside a glacier. Yeah, there's so much to do. And your major airport mm-hmm. is only is so close. It's Kalispell. Correct. It's uh, Glacier Park International, which is in Kalispell, and it's about 35 minutes from the resort. Neat. And when people come to your resort, I'm sure they're asking you, hey, we've never been here before. Tell us what's to do. What's in the area? What do we want to do before we leave that we don't want to miss? So what would you tell our listeners, Jenny? Well, the first thing I do when people say that is I ask them a question back so I can gauge what they're interested in because, you know, not everybody that travels is interested in the same thing. So if it's, um, you know, if it's food they're interested in, I have some great recommendations for some local farms to visit and, and local restaurants that are amazing. If it's sightseeing but not really active sightseeing, we always send people on going to the Sun Road, which is the nice, beautiful drive through Glacier Park. Um, we send people on a drive around Flathead Lake, which is an incredible, incredible drive. Um, and then for active people, I mean, you kind of listed everything on the website. It is, you know, you can swim and boat in the lake. You can fish in the lake. There's, you know, hiking. There's a great trail called Bear Dance. It's a couple miles from the resort. You can charter a boat out to Wild Horse Island and do some hiking out there. There's a double black diamond downhill mountain biking trail within four miles of the resort. And Great trail running. I mean, I could probably take up your whole podcast just listing the activities that we tell people to do. That's awesome. And you said blacktail. And I know blacktail, for those who, are, who don't know, blacktail is also the major ski resort in the area. Correct. So you can ski, you can hike, you can bike, you can do all of that at blacktail. Um, and then there's also black bear, which is hiking and biking. And that's just a single trail. So you guys rent out your cabins, motel rooms for a lot of skiers? In the wintertime? We do. Yep. There's a lot of Nordic skiing here in the winter. There's there's a Nordic Nordic ski center about 15 minutes from the resort. And then there's two options for downhill skiing, which is Big Mountain up in Whitefish and, and Blacktail, which is the one you just referenced. Yeah. So is Nordic the same as cross-country skiing? It is, yes. It's just a fancier way of saying it. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> and then when they leave your resort, do they can they ski right out your resort? Are there trails right out your resort? They have to take a quick little drive somewhere to hit the best, best trails. Yeah, you'd want to take a quick little drive. Um, it's about, I mean, you could be a five-minute drive from a trailhead to, to cross-country ski. I got you. Do you ever have people come out there and say, hey, you know what, what is it about Montana? Because I never could put my finger on it. And I asked Lena, what is it about Montana, especially that area, when you're there, you just can't describe the feeling that you have. For somebody who's been there for so many years and who's there year-round, what is it that's about Montana that we have this uh, attraction to? You know, Brett, that's a good question. I remember um, when Grant, my cousin and and co-owner at the resort, he and I used to come to Montana before we lived here to visit our aunt, Aunt Sue. And I remember multiple times we'd be out on the lake or out hiking and Grant and I would look at each other and and say exactly what you said. How do you describe this place? What is it about this place? And, you know, since moving here, the the only thing I can come up with is it's just magical. It is magical. The scenery, the air the quality of the air. You know, I, I grew up in Michigan. I know, I know lakes. Believe me, I've seen lakes, lakes, lakes. I love lakes, but there's something about the Flathead Lake, and I think it has to do with those big old mountains that are behind Flathead Lake that give it that extra special meaning. It does, and you know, the lake is pretty unique. It's the largest freshwater lake west of the Mississippi, and it is unpredictable and different every single day, and that kind of helps with the allure of it. 
And you're a laid back kind of, you're, you're laid back, right? I would say you're not kind of laid back. You are laid back. <laughs> I, you are so laid back. I, I like say to think so. Yeah, I just say you're kind of laid back, but you're, you are very laid back. So you've been to Tahoe, yes? Yes, I have. Okay, so there's a difference between, because Tahoe is beautiful, but there's something about Tahoe that's different than the Flathead Lake area. How would you describe it? You know, I would say that the atmosphere is different. I think Montana, um, you know, there's some brilliant people here. And, there's, and I can't even describe the amazing people that I get to have in my life here in Montana. But it is a very easygoing atmosphere. You know, people are able to enjoy life. They're able to be successful. But most people in Montana are able to do that while also being kind of low-key. So you don't really find a lot of stress or a lot of tension or it's just kind of easy going and easy to exist. And, you know, I would say places like, like Tahoe or other places with big lakes, I would say it's a little more fast paced. Would you say hoity toity? <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to let anybody quote me saying that, but you said it. I did. That's okay. <laughs> I think they would agree they're yeah. more hoity toity. I, I don't think they're, if you went to Tahoe and said, you know, is there a little hoity toityness in Tahoe? They would say, yeah. I think there's a little air about the the crowd in Tahoe, and I'm not saying there's a, anything wrong with it. It's not a bad thing, but I think there's a difference. There's a little more air in the air in Tahoe, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You you put it very well. Pretentiousness. Yes, that definitely exists there. That I can tell you that does not exist in Montana. Here's my observation, without judgment. If I go to Tahoe and somebody comes from an enormous amount of wealth, you're probably going to recognize that with that person. They're going to probably make it pretty well known. Not everybody, but when you come to Montana, I'd say it's the opposite. You never know who you're sitting next to, who you're having a conversation with. Fair? Absolutely. Yep. You grasped it perfectly, Brett. It is, there are, you know, there are, are, are people barely getting by in Montana and there's billionaires in Montana and you cannot tell the difference between anybody. And they're very nice. Everybody in Montana, that especially that area right there, I've never met a person who wasn't helpful. We were there. We were asking directions. They would stop, talk with us. How are you from? How are you doing? You think about living here? You just felt like you knew them for more than that second you talked to them. Absolutely. People are, you know, that's, that's another thing about Montana is people are open. You know, a lot of big cities you go to are what you call hoity-toity places. People are pretty guarded. In Montana, you know, you can sit down at a restaurant or a bar or by the lake and meet someone and have a three-hour conversation with them, and, and they'll be real and very open with you. True. Talk about those cherry orchards for a second. Oh, man, the cherry orchards. That's one of our best-kept secrets. There's, um, on the East Lakeshore, there are, you know, I don't know the exact number, but probably over 100 cherry orchards, and they're world-famous cherries. They're flathead cherries. They are incredible, and it brings, you know, a lot of work into the area, a lot of good food, and, you know, there's some cherry juice companies that are using the cherries now, and, you know, two of my favorite times in cherry season is when the cherries bloom, and they're ready to be picked, and we get fresh cherries, and then in the fall, when the cherry trees change color, and it looks like the hillside is on fire. That's kind of like in Washington, D.C., they have all the cherry blossoms going on, the cherry trees. It's, it's, really, yeah. it's, really, it's really neat. It is. It really is. And it's, it's a, a, a great thing here that not a lot of people know about. Now they do. <laughs> now they do. And there's, you know, people give tours of their cherry orchards and you can go pick cherries or buy cherries on the roadside stands. And it's a lot of fun. Do you make cherry pie, Jenny? I don't bake. <laughs> <laughs> you should know better. <laughs> So you don't make the cherry, no cherry jam or preserves? 
Nothing. No, nothing. You just nothing. just go well, out there and you... buy it. That's all. It's, I mean, there's enough That's people. Right. There's enough people sell, selling this stuff. Why bother buying it? Or, I'm sorry. Why bother making it when you can just go buy it up the street and support a local cause, right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, your best favorite restaurant in the area is what? Oh, come on. That's not fair. That's a tough one. Okay, let's, um, let's categorize you know, it. Let's categorize it. For burger, who is the best burger in your opinion in the area? Best burger in the area. Let me think. Let me think. I would say probably the best burger would be Tamarack, which is um, just on the other side of the lake. Tamarack is a city or the restaurant? It's a restaurant. It's a it's a um, a craft brew pub. Oh. They have great food. Okay, what town is it in? Is it in Big Fork? It's in technically it's in Lakeside. Lakeside. Okay, so over in Lakeside, if you want to, if someone comes to your resort, and say, hey, I need it. We're looking for a good burger and a nice cold beer. You're gonna send a Tamarack. Yes, I will, and Grant absolutely will. It's, it's by far his favorite place to eat. Okay. Now they say, you know what? We're looking for a really good, authentic Italian-style pizza in this area. Where are you going to send them? Who? I would say when in Rome, and that's right in Big Fork. Which is downtown Big Fork? Yep, downtown Big Fork. Great pizza, really good Italian food. What a great little town that is. We went down to downtown Big Fork, and it has a really great feel to it. Little shops the art galleries, the restaurants. It's kind of the quintessential small-town USA with mountains and lakes surrounding it. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great great place. I bet it's fun. In this, is it, they have it all decked out in the wintertime for like Christmas festivals and stuff like that? <laughs> yes. It, Big Fork was nicknamed the Christmas Village for a very long time. There's like over 200 volunteers right after Thanksgiving that decorate the entire downtown with um, boughs and lights and bells and all sorts of stuff. That's so cool. Really neat. Mm-hmm. You are, you are, it you, is. you really are in, in a perfect spot in the country. You know that. I mean, you've been every, you, you've been all around the world, Iceland, Greenland, you take these bazillion dollar jets everywhere. And you always come back to your hometown of Montana, um, Big Fork, right? So obviously you're there for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm here. And like I said, do not have any plans to leave. All right. Before I let you go, tell people how they can find you on the web, internet, Facebook, following. Sure, absolutely. So our website is flatheadlakeresort.com. Our intern, Carly, actually just redid our website. They were excited to have people visit that. And they can find us on uh, Instagram and Facebook, just at Flathead Lake Resort. So Instagram and Facebook are Flathead Lake Resort. Yep. And the website's flatheadlakeresort.com. Very simple. Yeah, and, you know, we also believe in the old-fashioned way of making phone calls. So if anybody wants to call, we love talking to potential guests, and they can call us at um, 406-837-3333. Very cool. Jenny, thank you for your time. You're awesome. We appreciate you. Tell everybody, tell the family we said hello. I will, and you do the same. Give Cass a big high five and Lena a big hug for me. It's great talking to you. You too. Thanks again. We'll hopefully see you guys along our travels sometime soon. We hope you guys come back soon. All right, Jenny. You take care. Thanks again. Thanks, Brett. Okay. Yep. Cheers. Bye-bye.